0: Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, Dallas Greenaway teaches a message on encouragement from Ephesians for our united night with middle school and high school. He walks us through Ephesians 1 verses 3 through 14 and the encouragement we receive as Christ followers from this passage. Dallas gives us three takeaways from this passage. That thank you can sometimes be the best prayer that we can pray, daily spending time with God and walking worthy of the gifts that you've been given. We hope you enjoyed this message. Amen. Man, those songs were absolute fire, am I right? Oh man, that was such an encouragement. you guys like my tiny table? Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. Okay, Uh, what'd you say? It's sus for those who play Among Us. Um, yeah, this is my tiny table. Scott said, do you want a table? And he pointed at the tiny one and said, that's yours, so I guess it's appropriate, right? Uh, seriously, those songs were uh, incredible. They were really sermons or sermonettes in themselves, man. They were, those, I don't know who picks the songs and all that. I think maybe it's Nathan and some other people have a role, but uh, Man, God bless that, that set list tonight. Has anybody ever, who, who's driving in here yet? Anybody driving? Yes, yes. One one of the best, Maddie, I'm so proud of you. Guys, you don't understand how long <laughs> she just got it. Yes, she got a permit yesterday. So you're driving with mom and dad. Okay, okay, thank you, Maddie, for the honesty. Maddie is in her 20s, I think, and she's proud to have that driver's permit. So are you in your 20s? Oh, yeah, you have to be at least, okay, never mind. Okay, so uh, one of the best feelings, though, whenever you start driving is to get some worship bops, okay? Get get them on, use Spotify, use Apple Music, use... Uh, a zoom? Does anybody know what a zoom is? That's like an old school attempt at, and an iPod. Nobody even knows what an iPod is anymore. Uh, but you get get that Apple playlist going, you get that Spotify playlist, and you jam out to it, and you go 15 miles under the speed limit. Right? I'm just. <laughs> it, it'll it'll get your heart racing, it'll get your blood pumping, maybe make your uh, foot go a little uh, pedal to the metal. But man, that's like one of the best feelings. This fall weather, you put the windows down. Okay, I'm just I'm preparing you. Those who do not. Yet have your driver's license it is it is a, a fun sense of freedom, all right, so I got to get moving because we spent a lot of time uh, just worshiping the Lord earlier, and that's okay that's fine so i uh, I'm actually going to tell you guys a football story okay uh, not of me playing football okay uh, i'm sorry i I suggested it to the team, and Rachel said you were never as good as I was when I put those pads on, and I said, Rachel, you are so right. Uh, Rachel never played football, by the way, but I did play football with a girl, okay? It was very interesting. Hillcrest High School, we were ahead of our time, okay? We had a girl a girl starting on the varsity offensive line, okay? I kid you not. She was a beast. I never went against her in football. I did go against her in wrestling. Isn't that which probably shouldn't be allowed in a lot of places, but here in South Carolina, baby, anything goes. She went on to be, I kid you not, she went on to be a national champion in college wrestling, okay? In college wrestling. This girl is crazy. This girl is crazy. Uh, and, and her sister did the same thing. She was like a uh, really good athlete. She played football with us and she wrestled as well. So ladies, there is a hope for you. If you've been waiting to sling that pig skin down the field 100 miles an hour and hit that old boyfriend or whatever, right? Uh, So uh, a football story. So uh, I started playing football when I was in middle school and I knew pretty early on that I wasn't gonna make it very far, okay? Because my dad is five foot one and a half and he's decreasing. And so I knew that I wouldn't get much past that uh, more likely than not. My mom is five foot five. She's the tallest one in the family. I think I've told you guys that before. And I knew that I wouldn't get far, but I immediately had these hopes and dreams that somehow, some way I would, okay? I thought I would make it to the NFL. I thought that I would have uh, the, the top-selling children's line of cleats and shoes, right? Like, man, they can have feet like, like Dallas Greenaway playing you know linebacker for whoever, something like that, okay? I had these really crazy dreams. And so from middle school, like eighth grade on, pretty much the only thing I watched for the next like three or four years was football. And so anytime a game was on, that's what I was watching. I was watching the NFL Network all throughout the, uh, the week. I was watching the combine which is where these players go and they try to show off like how fast they can run how many reps they can do so they make it from college to the pros and like i was all into it and early on i did pick the baltimore ravens to be my team of choice i didn't grow up in a a sports household right i didn't grow up we we kind of cheered for the gamecocks because my parents went there but and and so now i'm a fan but uh, we didn't, we really didn't watch many sports, and so this was like my first chance to pick my team, and it did end up being the Ravens, right? So I have, I've had, that's now 16 years ago, that's crazy, and, uh, and, and that was like my beginnings of the, the love of football, right? So my, my sweet wife, fast forward to a couple years ago, she decided to gift me uh, football tickets for my birthday, And it was supposed to be a surprise. You know what I mean when I say supposed to be? Uh, It's supposed to be a surprise. I, I fancy myself as a terrible gift giver, okay? I don't think I'm a very good gift giver, but... I'm a really good gift getter, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love, uh, yes, you, you give me all the gifts. My wife and my mom are extremely thoughtful in their gifts. They go to like the greatest lengths to get you, you know, the best possible thing or the best possible seat or whatever. And, uh, and my, my wife did this on this instance. She, uh, long story short, lived in a group home for like seven years, which that's a story in itself. And there was an adoptive, like, spiritual set of grandparents that uh, they were very wealthy. They still are, they're still with us. Uh, and they, they like adopted my wife, and they had season tickets to, a, to Panthers games, right? They go to Panthers games, they sit in like what's called the silver section, which is kind of in the middle of the stadium, around the bowl, and it's like really good seating. You can see the entire field, but you're like close enough to actually be able to see the field, not just like, uh, you know, hey, there's, a, there's an ant, oh no, that's a player, right? Like talking nosebleed sections. So my wife, the plan was, take me to a Panthers game for my birthday. Uh, and it was supposed to be a surprise. Now, I'm a really good gift getter. My wife and mom are really good at getting gifts, but they are terrible at surprising us with gifts, right? Like I'm talking, uh, and I was never the kid, I remember going over to my friend Mitchell's house, Mitchell Harold, where are you, Mitchell Harold? Uh, but we, we went over, I went over to his house one Christmas, before Christmas, and the thing that he wanted to do so of course I helped him, was let's, let's go through all the hiding spots in my, in my parents' house or in my house right now and find the Xbox that I know my parents got me for Christmas, right? So of course we did it. Who, let's be honest in here, who's ever searched for gifts like that? Anybody? Wow. Guys, this is a safe place and if you ever needed proof, it's you raising your hand admitting to that when your parents still have no idea, right? Uh, So we we searched the house for the Xbox, we found it. Don't worry, it was there. It was in his garage in a little loft. But so anyway, I I was never that kid. Like I was never going to intentionally find out what I was getting for birthdays or Christmas or from the Easter Bunny, right? Uh, But my mom would inevitably like just spill it. Right, one, one, one Christmas, I remember I was gonna get a new video game system, and my mom, just in casual conversation with me, directly to me, I'm not around the corner, she says, oh yeah, when you get that new Nintendo or GameCube or whatever it was, like, when you get that new, and I was like, when I get that new, huh? Like So boom, the jig is up, I already know, and my wife is very much the same. And so I, I found out about these season tickets because she started to ask me questions, right? Like, hey, do you think you can take off that Sunday? Cause Football games typically happen on Sundays, NFL games. You think you could take off that Sunday? Like, j- just, you know, birthday stuff. And I was like, all day, huh? You can't just be after church like normal, huh? And she's like, yeah, yeah, you just just the birthday, the breakfast donuts, you know, huh, right? So then I'm, I'm, you know, coming home one day, like getting, uh, you know, I go upstairs and getting my PJs because that's what I do. And then, you know, I come downstairs and I, I wasn't trying to be quiet, but I hear her on the phone. Talking with somebody, right? Oh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, the Panthers played the Lions on this day. And I come downstairs, I'm like, hey, babe. And she's like, oh, what? And, and so... She, you know, she's like, I, I was just talking to your mom, just, like, checking in, seeing how things are going, what they're eating for dinner, and, I mean, just little thing after little thing, I knew before she ever told me, like, actually, that I was gonna get these tickets, right, and go to this game, and it was it was a lot of fun, uh, I haven't been to too many NFL games, so I don't, I don't have, like, a lot to compare it to, but I, I enjoy it, I wouldn't want to go to games, like, every week, because it's pretty crazy, but, but anyway, so, gift giving, I love gift getting, right? Terrible gift giver. Here's where we're going tonight for a few minutes and just for a few because we only have a few. We serve a God, and man, did we ever just sing about it, who is the best gift giver. The best gift giver, man. And here's the thing. Thankfully for us, he doesn't hide much, right? He doesn't hide what the gifts are, like there's, there's things like that, that we can't quite understand yet and we'll, we'll understand, you know, on the other side of, of this life. Like, yeah, there's some things like that. But God is the best gift giver and he is pretty straightforward right up front with us when you become a part of his family with the type of gifts that you and I receive. So here's what we're gonna do tonight for just a few minutes is we're gonna read through Ephesians chapter one. We're gonna read verses three through 14 and we are going to read about some of the gifts that God has bestowed on us and we're, going, we're gonna celebrate it. We're gonna enjoy it. We're gonna, I mean listen, this year has been insane, right? This year has been insane. Some of you guys still aren't back in physical school. You're doing the whole online thing and I can't imagine. What a joy, right? No, for most of you, I know it's a pain. And yes, we're doing it for health. I'm not saying anything against any of that kind of stuff. But this this year has been wacky. Every time I go into a store or a restaurant, I have to put on a mask. Where was that a year ago? And, and again, I'm not saying anything against it, but it's just, what? Where? We had no idea what was coming. You know, let alone the way that they've moved high school sports and college sports around, and some of your own personal schedules have been shaken up. And then on top of that, like the, the depression and the anxiety that came out of the whole COVID thing, especially months ago, we, I, I talked about this last time I spoke in here, but that the, the suicide hotlines in March were up like a thousand percent, right? They were up a thousand percent because people were cooped up in their house for weeks, months on end. I mean, this has been a crazy year. And we haven't even started talking about, like, your own personal stuff that's been crazy, right? Like, some of you, it was kind of like, oh, cool, I can stay home and whatever, and then you got a little stir-crazy. But other people in here, I know for a fact that family stuff, home was the last place you wanted to be, the last place. Could be for a number of reasons. Maybe some of you, your parents have actually gone through a divorce in this past year, and as a result, you've been right in the middle of it. That adds to the craziness. Some of you have been in and out of boyfriend, girlfriend, relationships. You've moved from one school where you completely lost the last few months of your eighth grade year to this whole COVID thing, and then you're moving to a new school where you don't even really get a true fresh start because you kind of haven't really started. Like there, There is a list of things that we can go through, and so here's what I know that a lot of us in here need tonight is we need the encouragement that's found here in Ephesians 1. There's plenty of it all throughout the Bible. You should read it sometime. Please do. Please read your Bibles. But Ephesians chapter 1, man, there is it is chock full of good reminders of who our God is, who we are in him, the gifts that he has bestowed upon each of us. And so as we read this, if you are a Christian in here, if you would say, yes, I've believed in, put my trust in, my life in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I'm sealed, as we're going to read about in Ephesians 1 with the Holy Spirit, like if you know that that is you, guess what, you get to read these and you get to giggle along with me, right? Because these are your gifts. And so many of them we did sing about in the songs that we were were singing tonight. It was unbelievable. If you are not yet a believer in Jesus, if you are not yet a follower, a disciple, man, then you get to look at these and try try your best to to understand what it is and hopefully I can help you in, in some way, shape, or form. But, but this is what it means to be a child of God if you're not yet one. And my, my prayer is that somebody in here might be stirred by the Holy Spirit himself that as we're reading about what God has done and what, what he offers us as his children that maybe somebody in here might give your life to Jesus for the first time. That you might realize, oh, that's the God, that's the kind of God you serve? Yeah, it is. So, I'm going to read through it one time, right, giggle in your seats, right, you can, uh, we're going to give a give a good mmm at the very end, okay, just a satisfaction, I just say a whole box of Little Caesars, just kidding, that's like a different kind of, that's a different kind of grunt, okay, uh, but we're, we're going to give like a good satisfied yeah at the end of this and then we're going to go through it a little bit piece by piece and, uh, and, and chat for a few minutes about it, okay, so. It's not, it's not what I expected, but you know what? Apparently, we, we are here for it, okay? So, uh, all right, so let's, let's move through these verses and just like, oh man, let's just soak it up. All right, here we go. Verse 3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Our God is a really good gift giver. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing, all that we need, more than we could ever ask for. He has given it to us, and Paul starts to dig into what some of those spiritual blessings are below, right? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, right? We're gonna talk about this at the end tonight. That'll be a clue that we're at the end, but sometimes the best prayer is I would try to find out who said this. I couldn't find like just one person, so it's a bunch of people. I'm not the first to say this, but sometimes the best prayer is thank you. Is thank you. And think about what thankfulness does to our hearts, right? Think about what gratitude does to our hearts. And that's how we start off today, tonight. Thank you, God. God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, you're a good gift giver. Verse four, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. We're gonna get to that. In love he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. That was what I wanted to do during one of those songs. I was like, I wish I could just rap right now, right? Man, that'd be, we're gonna make that happen, except it's gonna be Matt Dinsky. All right, two big things to point out here, okay? Two big things to point out here. Man is God a good gift giver, and one of the things that he has offered to us, the invitation is still very much out there, is to become a part of his family. Some of us are searching right now for a place to belong. You're, you're looking for it. And you've got like a couple friends and like you guys are cool when you, you see each other face to face and maybe it's here at church or maybe it's at school virtually or physically or whatever, but when you go home, you know, man, I just feel so empty. Like nobody calls, nobody texts, does anybody? does anybody really care? Maybe there's not an obligation to call or text all the time and all that stuff, but, but, but you know that those friendships, here's what I'm trying to say about those is that they're just surface level, right? It's just acquaintances, no deep friendships. Some of you, your families are pretty shaky or have been pretty shaky over the last few years and you just wish that there was some sort of stability there. Some of you, dad has bought into the lie that this world offers that I need to make the most money, I need to provide all the nice things for my family and so I'm never home, I'm never present, but you now are sitting and feeling the results of that. I don't fault your father for that or your mother if it's her, but you're left at home wishing that they were there, wishing that they were present. You want their presence, you want them to be there, not just their presence. Right? You want more. God, our Heavenly Father, offers you the greatest family and the greatest father that any of us could ever hope, dream, or imagine for. And the invitation is open for me and you to be a part of that family. If you are a part of the family of God, we, we read it earlier, it talks at, at the end of these verses about the, the Holy Spirit being the seal. If you are a part of the family of God, then you are a part of the family of God, period. No, no, no sin will make God turn his back on you. No mistake, no, no slip up, no hardship, you are his. The language that we just read in these verses, adopted, right? God chose you. It's another one of the words in here, chosen. Remember what it feels like to be picked for a team, right? I was typically last. No, I'm just kidding, I wasn't really. But I know that somebody in here was. You remember what it's like to be picked for the first time, or picked first for the first first time, or near the top? God has chosen you. The, the creator of the universe has chosen you and chosen me to be a part of his family, and he did it, not just on a whim, like, hey, uh, I saw you, the way you were eating that pizza, <laughs> I think we need you, right? No, before, the, before any of this was, before any of it was created, God chose you, he had you in mind. Man, that's really good news. That's really good news. The other part of this, right, Even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before Him. He's made a way for you to actually be holy and blameless before Him. And some of you, right now, you need to hear that more than anything else. Because some of you came in here with a different kind of heaviness. Because you know what you just did before you came. You know what you just said, how you just treated that person, or you're, you've been thinking about that thing and carrying that weight all week, right? And you, as a child of God, maybe, have let your sin define you. And yet God, through Jesus, we're gonna read even more about it. Man, I'm telling you, this thing is chock full. Has made a way for when he sees you, if you put your faith, your trust, your life in the hands of Jesus Christ, when he sees you, when God sees you, He sees you just like Jesus, holy, blameless, son, daughter, part of the family, the family. All right, let's keep going, baby. Verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. That's what we were just talking about. That we have forgiveness offered to us as a gift from God. It's not our own doing. It's only because of the saving work of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And he sits at the throne of God, he sits next to him, going before God as an advocate for you and me even today. It's a gift. It's a gift. That your your sins don't make a wall. We've been talking about a wall between us and God in middle school. That your sins, they, they, they did make a wall and Jesus made a way for that wall to be completely destroyed, completely knocked down, completely dominated and for there to be no space between you and God anymore. It's kind of an interesting thing to think about, but God has, God has made a way through Jesus, so much so that your, your, your sin doesn't, doesn't hold you back, none of that. He's made a way for you to be a part of fellowship, community with the, the, the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. That's an interesting thing right there. He's invited you in to the community of the Trinity, right? That's crazy. You get to talk to God. You get to ask God about things. You get to ask Him for things. You get to thank Him. You get to go to God. No holds bar, no wall. Nothing's holding you back. All because of Jesus. That's a good gift. It's a good gift. Let's keep moving. I wish we could talk about every bit of this, but here is the last part. In him we have obtained an inheritance. Oh man, we could go on about that, right? We've been given, we've been given the same inheritance as Jesus, that one day we will rule and reign beside God over everything, right? Over the new heavens and the new earth. I, again, I wish we had time to go into all this. Have been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory in him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, you were sealed the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. If you're wondering, what, do, I, do I really have access to that God? Do I really have access to those gifts? Are they really mine? The seal is not something that you do. It's not that you say the magic words. It's not that you get baptized. It's that the Holy Spirit is sent to come and dwell within you. And if you are a part of God's family, that's exactly what has happened. It's exactly what has happened. So I got those tickets and I went to the game, right? Because I'd be silly not to. Some, myself included, some of us have been given the most incredible. Gifts. The, 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 the best, right? I can't do a good Trump impression. That's my best shot. The best. <laughs> my hair kind of looks like him, I feel like, but. We've been given the best gifts. We've been given riches. Riches. We've been given the, the greatest inheritance, period. Forget Trump's wealth or Bezos' wealth or whatever. We've been given a greater inheritance than that. And yet, oftentimes, we don't go to the game. We say, no thanks. Those gifts are great, but I'm doing my own thing over here. Oftentimes, we live, we have this great inheritance, we have these great gifts that are offered to us, we have this great access to God that is ours, it's at our fingertips, and yet we live like we're poor. We live like we don't really have a family with God's people. We live like orphans. Man, my, my challenge to myself and to everyone in this room who, who is a believer in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is what are we waiting for? Let's go to the game. Let's enjoy the gifts. Let's enjoy this access to the Father. Let's re- be reminded when we fail, when we fall short, when we sin, that he is not holding it against us any longer. We're free. We're kingdom kids. We're God's children. We're sons and daughters. We're heirs with Jesus. We're heirs with Jesus. So let's not act like orphans. Let's not act like we're poor anymore. I'm talking spiritually, right? Because we have a heavenly Father who is the best gift giver and all of his gifts are at our access. But don't get it twisted. I've said it multiple times through this. None of this is because of anything that we have done. Check this out. In Ephesians chapter one, verses three through 14, here's how it goes. Starts out with the top chunk. It's all about God the Father. Blessed be thanks to God the Father. The second piece is Jesus. Jesus is the reason that we have access to God in these ways. He's the reason that we have forgiveness of sins. And then check out the last part it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who seals us. Nowhere in there does it say, hey, because you are so awesome at eating that pepperoni, none of that, right? Even more serious things, none of that. It's all his doing. That's why we started this message off talking about gifts, and I'm ending it reminding you that this is indeed a gift. So let's open it and enjoy. Let me give three responses very quickly to this passage, right? The first one is this thank you, is the best prayer we can pray. It is. Well, and you, you and I, man, as we were singing these songs, I could not help but be thankful. As I'm reading this passage earlier this week, I can't help but be thankful for who God is, for what he's done, for what he's brought me out of and placed me into. I can't, I can't help but be thankful just for who God is, right? So, Every now and then, let's let's try to say thank you to God. This next thing is commune with God. If we really do have this access to the Father, if we have this invitation at any moment to be with Him, here's a challenge or a response for you and I: Is let's da- like what are we waiting for? Let's daily spend time with our Father being reminded of the truths of Ephesians, being reminded of who the rest of scripture says he is, being reminded of where we've seen God working and moving in our own lives, being reminded of who our God is and what he's called us to. We have to have that, we have to. So daily communion with God, and then this last one, Paul later talks about it in Ephesians four, he uses these words, not exactly side by side, but I love this phrase of walking worthy. Walk worthy of the gifts that you've been given. See, God has done it all to make a way for us to be right with Him, to be in friendship with Him. And He's made a way for us to live in a similar way to Jesus. And that's the call for us now. That's the, we talked about a few months ago with our our summer series of mission. The call now is for us to live. An enjoyment of these gifts. So walk worthy, my brothers and sisters. Let's pray. And I'm actually gonna give you a chance to pray. For the next couple seconds, here's what I want you to do. I want you to thank God. Spend some time thanking him, maybe for something that we read just a few moments ago. Spend some time thanking him for Just something tangible in in your life lately, somewhere where you've seen him working and moving in your own life. And maybe lastly, thank him for just being God. God, thank you for being the greatest of gift givers. You are the reason that any of us are here right now. You are, are the reason that we have access to you. You are the reason that we, that we can know you, that we can walk with you. None of this is possible without you. God, you have taken those of us who, who are your kids, you've taken us from death to life. For those of us who haven't yet, you are so gracious, so generous, so magnificent to where you, you have still allowed the invitation to be open. God, I pray that you would stir something in our hearts tonight. That if we haven't trusted you, God, may you bring us into the family. If we, if we have, would you help us know what it looks like to walk worthy? God, thank you just for being you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.